Welcome to the Your Mom Has a Blog podcast. I'm Chad Edgington. And I'm Melissa Edgington. All right. This is day 20 of Nutty November. And that's 20 days to a deeper connection with your spouse. And wow, you know, do we have 10 more, 11 more shows than us about marriage? Or if you feel like you're about tapped out. I felt like I was tapped out a few episodes ago. <laughs> I know. When I bring people into marriage counseling, after I'm like, I've got about 30 minutes worth of stuff, and that's all I know. <laughs> you know, it's not even a, I don't even have like a minute per year. Just don't even, you know, yeah. I just don't have much. I uh, feel I feel like we're, you know, we, we don't have answers, but... Hopefully, we're just giving people things to think about in their own situation. You know, our heart is in the right place. Yeah. Yeah. So even if you're like, that doesn't make any sense. We're rooting for your marriage. That should count for something, buddy. (laughs) We want you to make it. (laughs) Uh, So, well, I kind of had a... You had a ladies' day and I had a man day. Yeah. All the girls went up and got their nails done. Except you. (laughs) The two girls have been saving their money to go and get their nails painted at a salon. They wanted to get manis. They got manis today. We went and did it, and it was just the cutest thing. What was it like? You haven't told me. Oh, my goodness. I mean, Adelaide has... Adelaide's 13, and she just got her nails done for the first time about a month ago at a birthday party. Mm -hmm. And so she wanted to do it again, you know, and she had saved up some money. And Emerald, of course, she's sick. She's never had her nails done. And she was so excited. And they called Adelaide first, and Emerald had to wait a little bit. And Uh she was just sitting there holding the little thing that showed the two colors that she wanted. Uh And she could barely contain herself. (laughs) She was so excited. And she kept saying, when are they going to call me? I'm so excited. I can't wait. (laughs) And then they finally called her over, and she got the sweetest older lady who did her nails. And the lady spent so much time on her nails and did a ton of coats because Emerald had picked out this really glittery polish. Mm -hmm. So she kept doing coats until it was just solid glitter. Oh, that's good. And she kept telling Emerald how pretty, you know, that she had such pretty fingernails. Uh And Emerald was just sitting there, you know, they had pumped the chair up as high as it would go. And she kept just looking over at me and grinning like, can you believe this is happening to me? (laughs) It was so, so cute. Yeah, that's good. And their nails turned out really pretty. Yeah, they look good. Yeah. They picked out good good colors. So Emerald declared that every time that she has enough money to get her nails done, she's going to go do it. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I guess you got to spend your money on something. Yeah. They normally just buy junk. I think it's better to so. spend it on an experience. Yeah, that's true. So she said, we're going to the spa. Yeah, she calls it the spa. She calls it the spa. Is that what y'all call? I thought it was like a. I've, I've never heard, called it that. I, I've just heard people say like the nail, the nail place. place. <laughs> but to Emerald, it's the spa. Well, and we were standing there, and she saw the little chairs in the back where you get the pedicures. You know that has the little foot bath oh, and all that. Hold on. Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, okay. Go ahead. I can't hear you. Oh, did now, you? Now I hear you. Yeah. Go ahead. Um. Anyway, and she so she's decided that someday she's gonna go get a pedicure oh really yeah i'll get a petty with her <laughs> when you get a pedicure do they fix your ingrown toenails i don't know 
Because that would, that would be awesome. I don't think that that would <laughs> fall in there. Do they do surgery? That's gross. <laughs> uh, yeah, I need you to go ahead and just get a, a knife and just cut this nail Ew, right out of the side God, of my that's foot. that's so gross. They don't do that. Do you remember that? Remember that time <laughs> that you performed surgery on oh, your Oh, yeah, own I've foot. cut my own ingrown toenails up before. <laughs> I think men do that. There was a period, it was a long time ago, that Chad, for about a month, walked around with a bloody foot. And, like, every time he took off his shoes, they were <laughs> just full of Because <laughs> I, I just was, you know, and I would, like, pour alcohol on it because I was afraid it was going to get infected. I don't know how you did not actually lose your toe during that time. <laughs> yeah. So gross. Yeah, and I've asked, you know, friends that are doctors, like, can you, can you do this? Can you cut these toenails out? And they're like, no, I don't do that. I was like, well, I, I did it one time just sitting around in the living room. You're a doctor and you can't cut an ingrown toenail out. I mean, come on. Oh, my goodness. So, there's somebody who's turning this off right now because we're so gross. That's so gross. Oh, well. Just... You, could, you couldn't go in one of those places because you would get a migraine. The, oh, lady, the, the ladies are wearing masks because there's so many fumes. Oh, it's fuming. Yeah. Yeah. I probably couldn't handle that. Yeah. So no pedicures for no you. No petties. It's maybe just, just the podiatrist's office. Yeah. Maybe I'll just head to the foot doctor. <laughs> be like, uh, when you're done cutting those out, could you paint them just for me? <laughs> Polish them up. No. So, yeah. So Sawyer and I, we... Uh, well, we went to the nursing home this morning and did a little ministry, all the kids. Well, Adelaide and Sawyer. And we came back to the home. We went back up to church. And on the way up to church, he says, I really wish there was another boy up at the church to play walkie-talkies with me. Because so we've bought for our security team, we've bought a bunch of like really nice walkie-talkies. Um, that are really fun and high powered. And he said, I just wish there was someone up there right now. And I said, well, I'll play walkie talkies with you a little bit. So we, we get up there, we're sitting in my office for a few minutes and getting kind of settling in to start getting the music service done for Sunday. And this man shows up who needs some help and he has a nine year old boy with him. And I was like, do you play walkie talkies? And the kid was like, no. So what, but I, I just, I just played a little, I just was talking to Sawyer on the walkie-talkie just a little bit. And the kid was, he was thinking, oh, give me that. <laughs> yeah. You could tell, you could see it in his face. Give me that. So the the, the boy wanted the walkie-talkie, wanted to play it. And uh, they played walkie-talkies for a long time while I talked to the man. And uh, I thought, isn't that, isn't that strange that he just, he just was just driving the church wishing that. And what are the chances? Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. So... God blessed them with a playmate. Yeah, he had a playmate for just for a little while. And the and he likes, there's a particular bathroom up there he likes to use. So he got to use his favorite bathroom at the church in total peace. <laughs> yeah. That's a great thing about a church on off days is it's a huge building used to accommodating a huge Sunday school and lots of, um, um, what do you call them, active bladders? Well, I don't know what you'd call them. <laughs> But on the off days, you know, there's there's like thirty something toilets in that in that in that uh, church, so you just find one and uh, you know use it. <laughs> <laughs> and then then go find some somewhere you can just cut your toes out. Ew. Yeah, no, 
the toenails. So that was, uh, and then we went to, we went to, we have a factory here in town that I thought would be interesting for Sawyer to see. He's interested in things like that. You're yawning and it's making me yawn. Come on, girl. Come on, girl. I know. I know you're tired. Push through. And uh, we went to the factory and we saw all the robots making pieces of metal and fabricating them and cutting holes and punching holes. Saw tons of people from church and tons of people that have been visiting, which was really cool. So we, we cruised around the factory and said hello and showed Sawyer all the awesome stuff. Then we went back to church and we finally finished that song service. I let him pick out the songs. And then he also volunteered to read scripture and pray. He told me that. Yeah, he's going to read scripture and do the pastoral prayer. It's awesome. So he's going to write it out so he doesn't mess it up. <laughs> so I was like, well, you know, you might want to say more than just the normal, your normal, you know, thank you for the food prayer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he's going to read Psalm 93 and uh, say the prayer. I need to get him like a little stool to stand on. Yeah. Yeah, make him look like he's taller. That's going to be so good. Yeah. So we practiced reading the psalm slow, slowly. And to show him the proper cadence, I pulled out some W.A. Criswell. You're going to have to stop yawning. They wouldn't know I was yawning if you but, were I mean, I can't handle saying it. that every time. I know I'm boring, but now it's you're rubbing it in. No, you're not boring. Yeah. I'm just tired. Just tired. Well, let's wrap this thing up. Let's give them some marriage advice and get out of here. <laughs> I don't think Melissa's going to make it too much longer through this podcast. She might fall asleep. That was her head. <laughs> She's asleep. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I, just, right. I haven't gotten my second wind yet. It's coming. Yeah. All right. So today is... Um, I have no idea. Oh, yeah. Okay. Today is about being charitable together. Being charitable. Together. Together. <laughs> Loving together. Yeah. Giving together. And not hindering one another from doing good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which kind of, we've kind of hit on some of that before. You know, don't hinder the spirit in your spouse's life. That works out certain ways. And 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 so we're kind of going at that um, when when... When something's laid on your heart to facilitate and not denigrate. Mm. You like that? That's so good. I made that up just like right. Wow, what a preacher. Those big words. Oh, that guy can preach. Oh, my goodness. I think in every marriage, there's going to be one person who's naturally more of a giver than, than the other person. But I do think that in a marriage through the years... The giver can really influence the person who's not so much of a giver for the better. Hmm. Who, who among us, who is the giver? You know. You just want me to say it out loud. You think it's me? Of course. I feel like I'm really selfish. No. <laughs> That's sad if I'm the giver. You're very generous. You think so? Yes. I don't feel like I'm that generous. It's uh, something I need to work on for sure. Uh, okay, we're both stingy. Is that what you're saying? You're, yeah. <laughs> I guess, relatively speaking, I'm very generous. But you know, compared to real givers, <laughs> I mean, I, I would say that's not the the. I, I really admire those people who seem to have that gift and receive the such joy in giving. 
I've learned a lot about giving since we've come to Alni. Yeah, me too. <clears throat> and I've tried to cultivate that in my own life because of the examples around me. Yeah, we, we have some people in our church that are just, <clears throat> they are just constantly on the search for people to help and ways that they can help. And, and it's not even always just in, you know, who needs something. It's how can we bless this person, super bless somebody, yeah. you know, which is with something they really want, even if it's not, you know, it doesn't have to be a dire need. Yeah. I mean, it's so it's so cool to watch. And, and to appreciate the heart behind it. Yeah. Okay. No, now it's you. Now I'm yawning. You're yeah. putting me to sleep. Um <laughs> Do you have anything interesting to say about this topic? <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe I am more generous than you are. <laughs> I'm just a jerk. <laughs> I was reading about some on one of those Baptist boards I'm on. I was reading about benevolence, and this guy was saying, you know, maybe it was a blog I saw. He said, you know. We're, we try to be helpful and, and giving. And it's one thing I like to, I, I you know, one thing I like about giving away my own money is that I, I, f- I know I'm supposed to be a good steward with it, but I don't worry as much when I give my own money away. You know, it's not overly scrutinized. It's my money. It's what God's given me to give away. And I feel sometimes I give it away and I'm, I'm like, I know they're lying, but I want to give it to them anyway. Yeah. I, I am... I, you're, I you're, let me clarify. You're talking about strangers who come into the church asking for money. Yeah. And sometimes they're regular customers, but they're not members. or. Yeah, but you're not talking about, you know, your friends in need are lying to your face. That's <laughs> no, not what you're talking about. most of my about. friends don't. I don't loan them money or give them money. <laughs> but uh, or I'm happy to, to do whatever for them without having, you know, talking about people that come and ask for money. Um, you know, unfortunately, most people... And not all of them. There's probably a good half a percent of people that are telling the truth. But most people are just lying to you. And you hear it so much that you know they're lying to you. Uh, and then even when you don't know it, it turns out that they're lying to you. Right. And so you just get, you know, you think you're the most lied to person in town. I can't, who else is more lied to in town than the preacher? I can't, I can't even think of anyone. Yeah. The banker? I guess everyone's fudging their numbers trying to get a loan. <laughs> Um, the CPA maybe gets lied to a lot. I don't know, but you, you can't cease to be generous. You can't cease to lose faith, um, over that fact that charity work, doing good is really difficult. It's a hard, it's hard to do good. And you have to have a heart as though you're doing good unto the Lord because if you depend upon men and you're doing charity work, you're doing good, um, you're being sacrificial for people who absolutely don't deserve it, you know? Yeah. And if you start to say, well, I'm going to help those who are deserving, you won't find anyone. Did you see the Babylon Bee, um, the Babylon Bee article today about the dog? Mm-mm. And it said, Calvinist dog owner corrects him. And reminds him that there are no good boys. <laughs> that's true, man. That's true. I mean, there's nobody that's good and there's nobody that's deserving. And so if we model our charity work 
uh, based upon sort of like a works righteousness. We're we're not we're not really modeling the gospel for for people. Right. It's all mercy. It's all charity. Um, and so even some when you get taken advantage of, which happens to me, even though I always swear it'll never happen again, and then somebody comes in and just knows how to knows how to push push the right buttons. Yeah. To get me going, uh, to where I'm eating out of their hand, and I'm such a sucker. And I think, but you know what? I I wanted to be be giving and loving because it's not my tendency. I can, I see those as opportunities when a stranger comes in, um, and I don't often take I don't often take them because I know sometimes I, I, it's a time issue. Um, people are disrupting the office. You know, we have a working environment. And they, they just come in and expect you to drop everything for them. We don't always do that, but sometimes we do. I look at those opportunity to love, to be, to not be judgmental, um, to look at people as as those who need mercy the same way I did, just in a different way, right. or that I do still need mercy, mm-hmm. just in a different way. So it would be really awful if if I was trying to help people like that, and you were you were berating me or trying to stop me. Yeah. You know, um, so I think we have to help each other be that way and help each other see the, the benefit in um, sacrificing resources of the community, whether they be money or time or talent or emotional investment, caring, um, you know, if ultimately if you're giving something away, I am too. Yeah. So we shouldn't hinder that. Right. I mean, how do you how do you think how do you consciously think about that though? You know, how do you um like you know, you talk about a sermon, here's the truth. And we know that that's true because the scripture tells us to spur one another onto good works. Yeah. So it would definitely not be scriptural to say Hey, keep that person's uh, generosity in check. You know, in the New Testament, people are praised for for giving out of their, you know, um, not just giving out of their surplus, but giving when they don't have anything. Right. So, giving out of their poverty. Yeah. How do you says. how do you uh, apply that? Well, I think that if if you are the one in the relationship who, when you hear. Hey, I think I'm just I think I'm going to give $100 to this or that. And you immediately bristle or your immediate reaction is, "No, we don't need to do that." Or, "Why would we do that?" Or, "I need this or that." And you're mm-hmm. going to give $100 to that. Then I think that um and every situation is different, so I don't want to say this is totally across the board because there could be situations where you really are, are not able to pay your bills and someone's trying to still give money away, which, you know, other, be- outside of your tithe, I, I don't know if that's necessarily wise. But um, if, you, if you are able to give and you still bristle at the thought of giving, then... I think that's something that you need to be in prayer about, you know, and you need to consider is, is my spouse seeing something here that the Lord wants to do in our family 
that I am missing. Mm-hmm. And one of the best ways, in my opinion, to keep your kids from being entitled and from growing up, you know, feeling like the world owes them something is to get them involved in charitable work and to get them involved in service. Mm-hmm. When you do that, your whole family is going to appreciate what God has blessed you with more. And they're going to realize that the whole world isn't rainbows and butterflies. And a lot of parents don't want their kids to know that. But, I mean, if if your kids don't know that, then you're not teaching them the Bible. Yeah. Because the Bible clearly shows us the world isn't rainbows and unicorns. Yeah, I was proud of the kids today at the nursing home. Mrs. Strader gave them all a box, or gave them all, there were boxes that she had made up little Christmas gifts. Mm-hmm. And they just went and handed them out up and down the hallways. Uh, to the rooms that were open and, and people that were, you know, we felt like we could go in. And and I thought, you know, it's it's good that they're actually courageous enough to go into these rooms. Because it's kind of scary to go to a nursing home. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet they were getting that picture in their mind of, man, you know, this is, this is real world right here. Yeah. You know, these people are lonely and they were very appreciative of the gift. So... I think you you give them opportunities like that to to give and to give and to all the kids were really giving was just a little bit of time, and yeah. they didn't want to go, but they were happy that they were there. Yeah. In the end, so 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 there's your challenge: be encouraging to one another in in charitable acts. And if you are a couple that. Neither one of you really is a giver, and neither one of you has a charitable mindset or thought or a heart, is what I'm trying to say. Then um, it's possible that you are an inward facing couple, like mm-hmm. we talked about earlier in this series. And that means that you're. You're so self-focused that you can't see the need around you. Mm-hmm. If that's the case, then that's a spiritual issue also. And you'd be surprised at how much it can really um, bring you together as a couple and as a family to do charitable work together and to give away your 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 things and the stuff you have in a way that is a sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'd say if a, a good way to to start working on charity and being, you know, is that your church is, um, you know. Uh, we're reading our reading. I don't know if I, I was a day behind on my Bible reading, but where they make, I guess it was today's where we're reading in Nehemiah. Has it chapter uh, 12? I can't remember what chapter that is where, where they say, we will not neglect the house of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And they start making those promises to, to, um, it might've been 10. It was 10. Well, is it in 10? They kind of go through and make a new covenant will not neglect the house of the Lord. And it goes through talking about all the ways that they're going to, you know, provide for the temple workers and, and, and for the temple and, the, and the, by the sacrifices that are needed. You know, if you're going to a church and your church is doing all this great work and you're not giving to support it as a couple, I, I, don't, I don't know how you keep going there, you know? Like, who do you think keeps the lights on? Who do you think pays the missionary and the and the the missionaries and the youth pastor and who buys the Sunday school literature? You know that that 
even if you didn't support with a tithe, with a 10%, which we say is a good guideline, even though it's not required. But just think, I mean, you're, even if, if you're receiving free literature, you're not even pulling your weight to buy the literature that you're using. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're just consuming and you're not giving. Start off by giving something. I, my, my brother t- told me at his church, the pastor got up and said, just give 1% more than you're given. If you're given nothing, give 1%. You know, and just and then think about it that way. You're at least giving something at that point and working on giving because many people don't give anything. The The number of people who give to their churches or they give to charity is actually quite low. Yeah. A lot of money is being given by very few people. Mm. And if, if the church would give um, sacrificially to the work of the kingdom, uh, it is said that it would cure cancer. It could. It would have enough money to cure AIDS. It would have enough money to wipe out all uh, issues of food insecurity in, around the world, and provide everyone in the world with drinking water. <laughs> the oh church could goodness. do. The church could do that. Yeah. You know, but instead we hand it to to sinful governments who squander the money, and we expect them to do it mm. when we're the ones that have been called to get to give life to the world. So, uh, and and to comfort and 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 provide physically even. So, you know. Uh, maybe part of the problem is we're not spurring each other on, and 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 so we're not seeing, uh, we're not seeing a giving heart cultivated. You know, whether, whatever that might be. So take that as a challenge. How's the giveaway going? Great. I hope y'all are entering. Don't forget, go to my Facebook page. The giveaway video is pinned to the very top of the page. Go follow the link. There are several ways to enter. I can't wait to see who wins this. We're giving away on Black Friday. Oh, yeah. In just a few days. So I cannot wait. We'll do a video to announce the winner. All right. Anything else going on you want to mention? I think that's it. Tomorrow's Thanksgiving? No. Tomorrow's Wednesday. No, tomorrow's Wednesday. Wednesday. (laughs) Tomorrow is Write Your Sermon Day so you can relax over the holidays. Tomorrow's Thanksgiving Eve. Yeah, Thanksgiving Eve. Yeah, that's a that's one of the major holidays, Thanksgiving Eve. Yeah. That people are always talking about Thanksgiving Eve. <laughs> what do you do on Thanksgiving Eve? I think people who are real moms are cooking. Yeah, I'm glad you have a real mom. I know. I, I still have the mom who cooks. Yeah. And so I offered to cook this year because <laughs> you, to cook some... To cook. <laughs> You said you would <laughs> Oh my gosh. That's good, right? Um I offered to cook something, not to actually cook the meal. You're like, you're like oh, well, th- let me just think of all the things I could do for the Thanksgiving meal. What I could a- make popcorn. Look, I can do I can do a really nice ball of really salty popcorn or scrambled eggs. <laughs> could I do the thing where you take the pickles and put them on the tray? <laughs> I'll do the pickle tray. I'll get pickled okra and pickles and the bread and butter pickles. I love those. You don't like them. No, they're gross. They're good. No. I like bread and butter pickles. They're not good. They are good. I don't even know why it is. I love them. I feel like I wish I had a big jar right now. I would just wolf them down. <laughs> yeah. You're like, 
Um, tell you what I'll do for my dish. I'll bring the butter. <laughs> I know I can get it really soft before we eat. I'll leave it out for like two hours and let it cook. <laughs> so it was so needless to say, it was no surprise that my mom said, don't worry about it. You don't have to cook anything. Don't be silly. That's what she said, right? Yeah. Don't be silly. Don't be silly. But she, she, see, my mother knows me well. Yeah. And so she put me in charge of the games. Well, there's going to be games? Yeah, so no, I... No, 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 no games. So, I revolt. I, re, I refuse. I rebel. Well, you're not invited to play if you get that attitude. There's only one game that matters Thursday, and that's Dallas Cowboys and the Washington Redskins. Well, we won't do it during that game. But listen, she put me in charge of games, which is my forte. So I will be planning some fantastic games like, Well, that's true. You, do good, you have good game skills. But yeah. why, why don't we sing or something fun? Because you never want to sing. You have a terrible attitude. No, it's not. It's your brother that has the terrible attitude. No. I'm always willing to play. Okay, maybe not. <laughs> it's your dad doesn't want to play. My my family's very musical. And my, my my mother's dream would be for us to all go to her house and play music, and nobody will ever do it. They all have terrible attitudes. Let's do it this year so we don't have to play your games. Let's play musical games, like songs. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever can play the best wins. I bet I bet if you had your dad, your brother, yours truly, yourself, all singing and playing, it would sound good. We should make a recording at Thanksgiving and put it on the blog. How's that sound? It sounds like something you will never do, but okay. I mean, I'm just trying to figure out a way to not do games. What What do you have against games? I mean, everyone's tired. You know, you have to eat the turkey. You're like, I just need to sit down. And I watch the Lions play. And, and then you can watch the Cowboys play. If the Lions come on right about lunchtime. So at what point are you going to play music if you're going to watch two football games? Just whenever we need to. We'll turn the Lions off. They're going to get beat. So are the Cowboys. No, oh, don't don't say it. It's possible, though. <laughs> don't say it. Oh, you and your Cowboys. That's crazy, right? I know. Yeah. just We just let them manipulate us. Use us. <laughs> I've never given the Dallas Cowboys a dime. Personally, I never have. I've never even bought anything that was Cowboys. Except Sawyer, sh- oh, no, I take it back. I bought Sawyer. We bought Sawyer a cowboy shirt. So, anyway, that's a, that's a small price to pay for all the heartache they've given me. Yeah. All they're using me. Okay, well, we'll report back. I guess tomorrow after Thanksgiving's over, and let tomorrow's you know. not Thanksgiving. Well, tomorrow's Thanksgiving Eve. <laughs> Why don't we play the games tomorrow when I'm not there? <laughs> I'll try to be a good sport for your games. I'll try to be really excited about them. Can they involve eating bread and butter pickles? <laughs> that would be a fun game. I'm going to have to go buy you a jar of those. Who can eat the pickles the fastest? Though? Why would I go buy you a jar of those? You have a bad attitude. You don't deserve bread and butter pickles. <laughs> if I'm really charitable during the games and supportive of you, I'll get my pickles. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. That's a deal. All right. Well, um, I don't know exactly what's going to happen these next two days, but we'll report back to you tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, man, we have to do one tomorrow. (laughs) We have to do a Thanksgiving Eve And then we have to do a Thanksgiving Day podcast. Then a Thanksgiving Day podcast. And a Black Friday podcast. Oh, yeah. We, hey, we've only got 10 days left. Yeah, nutty November. Do anything for 10 days. Yeah, that's true. Except maybe come up, I hope we can go with 10 more things to talk about. We've got this. Yeah, we've got it. We've got it. All right. All right. You guys are great. Thank you for sticking this one out. (laughs) I know the last four minutes have been awful for me. Um. But, you know, when I found out about the, just thinking about having the games, you know, kind of put me in one of those funky moods. Games, man. Let's play some music. You are officially uninvited to play games. Let's. You're let's, not allowed to play games. Why don't we have book club? What, whatever games that I come up with, no matter how enticing they are to you, you are not allowed to play. I would rather cut out an ingrown toenail. <laughs> <laughs> no games for you it's all over i'm no, so I'm sorry gonna try you're to gonna be have a, a boring I'm thanksgiving i'm gonna try to be a good sport no no games sorry well now you now that kind of makes now that you've banned me from the games it kind of makes me want to participate well i'm sorry it's too late no no there's no you can't ban someone from thanksgiving games that's in jambalaya chapter three <laughs> 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 I've got more mileage out of Jambalaya Chapter 3. <laughs> so we went to the went to the community service. That was was that last night? I don't, know. I don't even know. What is today? Is this Tuesday? This Tuesday, okay. Sunday night we went to the community service. Did we not talk about this? We're 34 minutes into this podcast. I'm starting to get stressed out. What's crazy is it's ended like four times, and I just like kept it going. <laughs> anyway, the pastor of the church we were at is one of our sister Baptist churches in, in Olney. Well, I mean, it was the only sister. <laughs> it's just two of sisters. It's us and the other sister. And we're the one that wears deodorant. Just, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. All right, so... <laughs> They're wonderful. But uh <laughs> so the pastor got up and he said he said uh he said I just want you to know that when you go to a church potluck or whatever he said it was that none of the calories count. And you know, that's funny. But then he said that's found in Jambalaya chapter three. I don't know why. That's really not even that funny, but everybody I just thought it was so funny. And then everybody's just keeping talking about Jambalaya Chapter 3 <laughs> ever since he said it. <laughs> I said it tonight when I was at Dairy Queen. I was like, yeah, I would get a blizzard. I mean, you know, Jambalaya Chapter 3 <laughs> doesn't count. Anyway, so. All right. We're going to end this podcast We're going to end this now. podcast right now. And thank you so much for listening, even though about three quarters of this has been nonsense. That's okay. Yeah. I knew when you started yawning, the delirium was about to set in. <laughs> so, all right. All right. Thanks for listening, and we will we'll be back tomorrow. Maybe. We survived. <laughs> Thanksgiving Eve. <laughs>